welcome to Massive Late Fee. And now your hosts, Mark and Carol. Bum, bum, bum. I like doing it. I, I'm happy for you that you like doing You're it. You're not I supposed wish to talk until I, I introduce you. It. You should be quiet until I introduce you. Oh, I'm sorry. That's Am how I it a goes. child in the 1930s? Like, no, don't speak until is, spoken no, to? That's, this, is, this is what's called the word I can't think of. <laughs> this is protocol. This is how it's done. Okay? Uh, no. This is how things, this is precedent. You're not supposed to talk until I tell people la, that you're la, here. La, 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 and then la, they la, know la, you're la. here. And then you say stuff. I'm here. <laughs> well, hello, everyone. <laughs> Welcome back to Massive Late Fee. My name is Mark. With me, as always, is my girlfriend, Carol. Hey, what's up? How you doing, Carol? I'm fantastic. How are you? I'm okay. That's pretty good. We saw some good shit this week. We saw some stuff. I don't know if I would say it's good, but we saw some stuff. I thought it was this good. week. It's we'll get to it. Uh, it I'm is, happy. It is what is it? Is it May twelfth? Is it May twelfth, nineteen ninety five? It is May twelfth, nineteen ninety five. Good for you. You can read a calendar. I'm so proud. <laughs> How dare you? I dare. How very dare you? I dare hard. Yeah. Yeah. I truth hard. Okay. That's why we work. Mm-hmm. It's like opposites attract. Right. Paul Abdul told, taught us that. Okay. Two steps forward and two steps back. We go together because opposites attract. You don't remember that? No. Oh, my God. Where were you? Uh, I was a child. There's Where a cat you? in the music video. Okay. I didn't have MTV. Oh, my God. Mr. Richie Rich over here. I want my... Richie Rich. Yeah. <laughs> Me and my dog. Uh, what was Richie Rich's dog's name? I don't know. Didn't he have that little, little white dog? Yeah, with a thing over its eye. Oh, yeah. Patch, was that his name? Maybe. Or something? Or Bullseye? Or... He had that train that rode around the house. You're talking about Silver Spoon. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> with Ricky Schroeder. That's what I'm thinking of, yes. Ricky Schroeder <laughs> and, and Carlton from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air before he was Carlton from The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. As his friend. Cool. It's not unusual to get references. Uh, anyway, welcome to Massive Late Fee. Uh, this is quite an astounding episode that we've got for you. You will be astounded. What? What is so astounding? I feel underprepared. That's the word of the day. Okay. Astounding. Did you did you get some uh, word of the day toilet paper again? Cause what? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> word of the day toilet not paper. Not word of the day calendar. Word of the day toilet paper. Toilet that's paper. that's what you went with. Yes. <laughs> what if you had to go to the bathroom more than once a day? What do women do? That's why women have better vocabularies than men. Right. Because they they have to use toilet paper every time. Yeah, we spend that time in the bathroom reading. Thank you. I usually read. The shampoo, the back of the shampoo bottle. What? You don't do that? Like read the back of the shampoo bottle or the back of the soap or something like Only that? Only if I forget my book. Reading. Yeah, well, I don't have books in the bathroom. Well, you're weird. What? You should. Well, then your books get all shitty smelling. No, they do not. How do you like that? You freak. How do you like that? What does your shit smell like that it's permeating the pages of your book? <laughs> 
like anybody else. That's not normal. <laughs> it's not supposed to smell like gasoline and fish? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, and I guess something's wrong with my diet. It is. I should stop eating sardines and yeah. drinking kerosene. So Mother's Day is coming up. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What what are you what are you gonna do? I don't know. You don't know what you're gonna do? Did you get your mom a card? It's not gonna be like last year where I got her a card and you didn't. The good thing about your mom being dead is you don't have to worry about mothers. <laughs> I thought of that joke earlier today. And I, I decided not to uh, not to say it ever, but then I said it on this show right here. But my mom is still alive. Yeah, because it <laughs> is 1995. No, I know. I know. Yeah. But it's a funny joke, sort of. Not really. Well, I mean, you know, if, you, if dead mothers are funny to anybody, it's a funny joke. So um, for Mother's Day, I um, <laughs> I got my mom... A uh, coupon book um, where I can, like, do stuff for her, like, laundry and make dinner and give her a foot rub and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, she was pretty happy with it. I got my mom a crystal goblet, or actually not a goblet, but a crystal, like, well, it's one of those things you put candles in. Okay. Well, you're saying goblet and decanter, and now you're saying candle holder. But Those it's are not very different. But it's things. not a candle. It's it's like it looks. It's a, like a tumbler looking one. Okay. It's like a big chunky one. Okay. For a big chunky candle. Or a drink. I guess you could put a drink in there if you want to, but it's for a candle. <laughs> okay. It's got a little reservoir <laughs> thing around it to collect the wax. Cool. That sounds really. I pretty. guess. I guess it's cool. I don't know. She likes candles. Me too. Go, Mrs. Phillips. All women like candles. I guess. I don't know. I don't think I've ever met anyone who doesn't like candles. Peppermint Patty. She doesn't like candles? I don't know. Why did you say Peppermint Patty? She's kind of a butch girl. Okay. She might, you know, not be into candles. Sure. She calls Charlie Brown Chuck. Yeah. What do you think that's about? <laughs> well, his name is uh, Charles. And <laughs> I know. Chuck is a nickname. You know what I ever thought about? His name oh. is Charles, and Charles M. Schultz writes yeah. that comic book. You never really... It's Charlie Brown is after him. him. Yeah. Oh, my God. Do you think he was bald when he was a kid? No. Bald Charlie Brown. <laughs> I bet he's bald, though. Bald now. in real life? Yeah. He was, like, foreshadowing his own life? Yeah. <laughs> Or just like identifying now. I honestly don't know what Charles Charles Schultz looks like. Me either. No, I kind of want to go to the library and look it up. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways, <laughs> you say that a lot. I do. That's how I. Show. That's how I manage to try to change the subject. Yeah, you know we don't need a transition. We don't. No, that's you don't always need to transition from one thing to another. You can just move on to the next thing without a transition phrase. Without a, like, speaking of this, you don't always have to do it. Sometimes it's fun to do it if you can think of, a, like, a good, like, link, if you can hook things up uh, well, but you don't always have to. Okay. So, this weekend... I'm um, still fighting with the paperboy, by the way. Yeah. But I the will... The feud is ongoing. I need to produce a different form of payment, and then... I'm not helping. And then he will uh, allow me to... <laughs> Have access once again to the thing because I lost all the old papers and stuff, and it just sucks. Yeah, but it's not the beginning of a porno, so. What? Well, you said an alternate form of payment. Like, 
what? What do you, where does your mind oh, go when you gross. hear about that? Not there. <laughs> Not at all there. <laughs> oh, well, I feel sorry for you then. I'm not, you feel sorry for me because my first thought isn't to whore my girlfriend out to get newspapers. No, it's just that when you hear alternate form of payment that you should think about prostitutes. I guess if you're a girl, I suppose <laughs> guys don't think about that. All righty. What? <laughs> well, I almost said anyway again, but I didn't want to say anyway again. You started celebrating early so or something? All righty then. <laughs> How many bottles of wine have you had today? Jeez, oh, I'm high on life. <laughs> right? Life now comes in pill form. <laughs> yes. Jeez, oh, Pete. Metabolife. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what does that mean? Well, that's the pill form. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Metabolife. Life comes in pill form. Great. Yes. <laughs> Jeez, oh, Pete. Uh, so this week we saw a television show or televisual program. Do you, so I don't know, I guess I'll talk about the TV show and you can talk about the movie because honestly, I don't give a fuck about either of these things. Wow. Yeah. This was a Carol is happy week, which means Mark is not happy. It's not that I'm not happy. See, it's, it's the worst of both worlds is what it is. And it sucks. Because this is how I feel about both things, both the television show and the movie that we watched. They're, I didn't love either one, but they're not bad. They're just fine. And it's, it's not going to be fun to talk about for me. And it's not going to be interesting, and it's going to be hard for me to make it funny because just, they're just fine. Okay, I'll talk because I liked them. You're going to talk about both of them? Sure. All right, you do it then. This is going to be a Carol-centric episode, everybody. Yeah, and then, you know, we'll hear the occasional uh, pipe up from the peanut so gallery. boring. <gasps> oh, oh, no. How oh, dare I? How could you? <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. What? Mm -mm. Mm -mm. Never mind. You talk about it. Make it funny. Go. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Um... There are, there are no black people in either this movie or this TV show, which I find problematic. Uh, uh, Carol's fine with it. Carol doesn't like to see black people on, on screen. <gasps> Not true, jerk. All right. Now, want... the movie takes place mostly in uh, France, right. so. Just covered with black people, but. It is not. All right. You go ahead. You talk. Um, so we saw the show Sybil. Which yeah. I really, really liked. I think her daughter is so pretty. Like, I want to look like Zoe. I like the red hair. Yeah. I like the red hair. And I like her makeup and her pale skin. And it's flawless pale skin. Like, I just, I really, like, think she's awesome. Okay, cool. <laughs> so Sybil Shepherd is the star. Yeah. So, in this episode, her daughter Zoe wants to have her boyfriend. Why don't you talk about how it begins, though? Okay, it begins. With Sybil doing a commercial. Yeah, for, what was it called? Vag something. Vag something. I want right. to say Vagicil, but that's get, not it. Get Vag something. No, because Vagicil is an actual product. Right. It's like Vagicream or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it's some, something like that, though. It's like some feminine product where she's sitting there with her daughter. Not Fake her daughter. Yeah, in the commercial daughter. 
who they don't actually say anything. No. She's like, Mom, do you? I, I, I need something for my, you know, feminine needs or whatever. And she goes, she oh. She not say feminine needs. I don't know. She says something. Like, she's like, Mom, um, don't you ever feel like, and she's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> totally. And she's like, well, and, you know, what do you think? And she's like, oh, you should try this. And she's like, well, I'll help with that. Oh, yep, yep, that'll help with that. And they never say anything. It's that it's that whole, like, it's the parody of that commercial that, like, uh, do you ever have that not-so-fresh feeling, you know, and stuff? Yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, two, like a mom walking with her daughter down the beach and, uh, like, Mom, what do we douche? And it's like, I don't know, why don't you ask the seagulls that are falling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... It was kind of funny, and uh, Zoe was watching it with her mom, mm-hmm. and she's humiliated. She's like, is this a national commercial? You would be, too, wouldn't you? If your mom was a commercial <sighs> actress that did a, a, you know, clean your vagina uh, commercial. <laughs> I guess. I mean, does everybody know that's her mom, though? Like, people wouldn't recognize my mom. But the thing is, is I think the, the most of those products are... Correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm not a, a, a girl, and I don't have a vagina, and I don't know how to operate one. <laughs> what do you do a little? Well, I mean, from the maintenance aspect <laughs> of it. Uh, but I don't think those products are necessary, right? No, they're not. Absolutely not. Because your anatomy is self-cleaning. Yes. Correct. And besides the, you know, whatever maintenance you do in the shower of you right. know, cleaning yourself out like any human being does. But other than that, like internally, it's all self-cleaning, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. I, I think, though, that like back in our parents' day, women thought they were supposed to douche. Yeah, because, yeah. But not it's anymore. It's a puritanical thing. Yeah. So. I need to be able to eat off the walls of your <laughs> Well. <laughs> technically. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways. Um... <laughs> One of the things I find really interesting about this show, though, yeah. is the relationship between all these adults. That it's the mm-hmm. mom mm-hmm. with both of her ex-husbands, right? Who are both the dads of her two daughters? Two daughters, yeah. And her two daughters, and they all hang out like that's normal. I'll tell you what. One thing: the writing of this show is good. I, 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 yeah, it's good writing. I like I said. I'd watch more of this show, but it's like, I can't be like, oh my God, it's like the funniest show I've ever seen on TV or anything. Like, I can't hype praise to it. I can't heap a bunch of effusive praise to it, but it's also not bad. So that's why, I mean, it's like, it, you know, it's it's hard to, to talk about the show, but the writing's really good. And there's a scene where they're in the kitchen and the two dads... Are, are fighting uh paul riser and um not uh, paul riser it's it's paul riser and uh oh my uh, god <laughs> what's his name evigan uh i can't think of his first name no it's I'm, that's my two dads uh-huh. but the two dads are fighting and sybil S- shepherd's there and she's fighting and the two daughters are there too and basically everyone's fighting and it's the most realistic fighting scene i've ever seen <sighs> of people squabbling Right. Like they're talking over each other and so it's the it doesn't seem staged. I think the acting's like very strong in right. the scene. Yeah. They like you can see the relationships and the chemistry between these actors and, and everything and it really seems like an actual fight that people would have. Like right. a squabble. 
And if it, they would ever find themselves in that situation, which they wouldn't. Yeah, but I think that I think it's really tightly written. Yeah, I agree. It is. So Zoe wants to have her boyfriend come and stay the night. Right. He lives in San Francisco. I think so. Something like that. He's going. Yeah, he lives in San Francisco. His brother is going to school in San Francisco. I think. Or something. Well, you see. It's no, it's SC, SC, Southern Cal- USC, so- University he, of Southern he, California. He's not going to USC though. He's going to go to USC right. after he's done with his masters. Yeah, yeah. So, but he's going somewhere else now. Yeah, maybe Berkeley or something like that. He's going a little farther up. So he offers to drop her boyfriend off, mm-hmm. and he is. As dumb as a bag of rocks. Like, oh, yeah. I've never seen a real-life person be this dumb. I don't think it was fair. <laughs> like, have you? Have you ever seen a person this dumb? I know one person close to this dumb, but not quite this dumb, though. The guy that uh, the guy that was going to bleach his hair with laundry bleach. Yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> But yeah, this guy, he doesn't understand anything. No. He needed to be he needed to be handed his shoes. Yeah. His brother's like, you forgot your bag, you forgot your uh shoes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, her her sister is seven months pregnant mm-hmm. and he's about to light up a cigarette next to her and she says, Baby on board, and he says, I break for squirrels. Yeah. Because he thought she was talking about bumper stickers. He's like, I thought we were playing the bumper sticker game, as if that's a thing that exists. (laughs) So, yeah, it's no good. So, Marianne, Sybil's best friend, has gone off to Reno to Mm. have a vacation with her boyfriend. Yeah, she's going going on a trip with her boyfriend, Bob, I think his name is. Right. Uh, And Sybil's friend is played by the hilarious Christine Baranski. Yeah. She is so funny. So Sybil gets a call from Marianne about the fact that she is getting married mm-hmm. in Reno right now. So Sybil has to jump on a plane. So she asks her ex-husband Ira to stay and keep an eye on things, mm-hmm. which he does, you know, hang All out. All night because <laughs> yeah. he doesn't want this boyfriend to end up in his daughter's bedroom. Right. He's very concerned about it. Mm-hmm. He's spying on them and everything. I think she's like 16 or 17, something like that. Right? 16. Yeah. Something like that. And um, she goes to bed at 10.30, which <clears throat> I would have taken as a, as a red flag that something's wrong. Yeah, she wanted to go to bed at 10.30 at night. On a Saturday is it mind if boyfriend's I, over. Yeah. Is it okay if I go to bed at 10.30 at night and go up to my room and no, don't come check on me because I'm going to sleep? Right. So he stays down there with the boyfriend to make sure he doesn't go up after her. And um, <laughs> can... Um, where, where do we go? Where do we go now? Do we go to Reno or to the end of the episode? We can go to Reno. Okay. Sybil finds Marianne in Reno, getting married, but not to Bob. The biggest little city in the world, <laughs> right? She's getting married to a magician that she just met. Mm-hmm. Who? Stefan is his name. Yeah. No, Stefan. Stefan. <laughs> who does not speak any English? No. He. It, it, at first, I thought they were doing a whole like. Uh, pen or yeah, pen, te- uh, pen and teller. Yeah, yeah. I thought they were doing a whole teller thing, whereas like he did, he doesn't talk, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever. But yeah, it's just, he doesn't speak English. Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty ridiculous. 
So when Sybil reminds her that she'll lose her alimony, she agrees to uh, go home without getting married. Yeah. Because she found out that Bob is married. Bob has got a wife yeah. because she picked his suitcase, the lock on his suitcase and discovered it somehow. I don't know what she found in there that made her realize he had a wife. Yeah. He just carries a framed picture of his wedding or something. Or his uh, marriage license. Right. Like, yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> Can you imagine she picks the suitcase open just like, oh, oh, just right on top of the underwear and shirts and stuff like that. It's just like a marriage license. So then the end of the episode, um, Marianne sees Zoe sneaking back in because mm-hmm. she's actually been out with the boyfriend's brother. Right. Because the b- boyfriend's brother is, is her boyfriend. Yeah. The, this guy was just a decoy. Yeah. Cover. So closer to her age, but I think this other guy, like we said, is is giving is finishing his master's degree, so he's like twenty four. Right. So she's like sixteen, and he's twenty four. Yeah. What do you think about that? I mean, that's 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 a lot. Scandalous. That's eight years. It's a long time. Ridiculous. Yeah. But Marianne, you think they had sex? Yeah. He's twenty four. Of course they had sex. Right. Why else would he be dating her? I don't know. I mean, he's he's getting a master's degree. He's intelligent. He's going to go. <laughs> he's intelligent, so he must be fucking her. No, but I mean, why would he be dating? What is he seeing a high school student? Yeah, true. That's true. It's kind of like the reverse of what they said, because the da- the one dad's like, I don't know what she sees in this guy. And he's like, come on, man. Don't be uh, don't be dumb, because I guess he's a good looking kid or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. He looks like a normal teenager to me. But uh, the the other dad's like, hey. You know, if if the guy's not smart, if he doesn't have money, if he doesn't has no personality, yeah, has no personality. What else can it be? Yeah. And uh, I think it's uh, I think it's the other way around Mm -hmm. with this guy. This guy's just like she's hot, so and I want to have sex with her, so. Yep. So and Marianne, I think that she's not being a very good friend to Sybil. Because she doesn't tell her. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't you tell your friend? I don't know. It'd be weird. I identify more with the uh, the teenagers in this situation. Okay, which uh, teenage boy do you identify with? The uh, the one fucking the sixteen year old. He's actually a twenty four year old that, man. That's so. closer. That's closer to what I'm doing right now. Alrighty. <laughs> I enjoyed the episode. I oh, thought I thought that, you were gonna say you enjoyed something else. I thought that was a, a good twist. Like I didn't mm-hmm. see it coming. So I I can show you another good twist. Are you still talking about this? But I will see it coming. So. <laughs> Unless, you know, dog. <laughs> oh, jeez. Don't be crude. Well, I, I had to figure out a way to get it in there. Uh. <laughs> I meant the joke. Uh-huh. Moving on. <laughs> um, The movie. <laughs> Sorry. The movie that Mark took me to see this week. Yeah. It's French Kiss with Meg Ryan and Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. I knew you wanted to see it, so. And Jean Reno. Yes, from the another movie that we did. Yeah. Leon the Professional, yeah. Correct, yep. The one where uh, where he's lusting after Natalie Portman, speaking of older. Actually, right. Natalie Portman wants to have sex with him. Yeah. And he says no, because, you know, I knew this. I fell in love with this girl once, but. She's dead now, and I, I'll never love again, or whatever. Not because whatever you're twelve, but, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then Luke Besson, the guy that directed it, uh, actually, you know, is 
dating <laughs> 16 year old or whatever and he's right. like 30 yeah so yeah well that's france for you mm-hmm. um but uh but yeah jean reno is in this love jean reno yeah he's funny in this mm-hmm. kevin um, klein's really good in this too yeah so why don't you take Meg us ryan's th- shitty but why don't you take us through the plot so uh it begins come on why do you why do you make me do this so it begins <laughs> with meg ryan is living in canada mm-hmm She's an American, but she is becoming a Canadian citizen. She's in the process of becoming a Canadian citizen. She has renounced her American citizenship or whatever. Uh, and she's engaged to Timothy Hutton. Uh, and this is not the, this not their characters. Meg Ryan in real life is engaged to Timothy Hutton. She is? No, I'm just <laughs> What the fuck? I don't know their character's name, so I just call them by the actor's name. But anyway. Charlie? Charlie Parker. His name is Charlie. Her okay. fiance's name is Charlie. The Birdman. And her name is Kate. All right. So Kate and Charlie. Yes. So they're engaged and Kate's like, hey, guess what? I saved $45,000 so we can buy this house that your parents are talking about, which is a super nice house. And he's like, oh, my whole life's flashing before my head. I mean, it's like it's like there's a neon sign on his forehead that's basically like, uh, oh, my God. Right. My, my whole life is gone. Well, you did skip over the very, very beginning, though, that I think is pretty important, where she... Oh, yeah, she doesn't want to fly. <sighs> go, go ahead. Yeah, you want me to be the one to talk about this. She is on the plane <clears throat> to go to Paris. Paris. Yeah, that's how they talk in Paris. What the hell? <laughs> no, it's you never saw The Spirit of St. Louis with uh, Jimmy Stewart? No. Where he plays Charles Lindbergh? No. Like, wow, welcome to Paris. So... It's like no, the, there's France, a voice. Like there's a voice overhead what? talking to her about, you know, being calm. Use your mantra. Imagining her cabin. Cottage. Whatever. A little cottage by a. By a lake. By a river. And um, a babbling brook. Like, what's your song? And she's like, it's I Love Paris. And mm-hmm. she starts singing. She's like, you know I what? This Paris. is not going to work for me because I don't love Paris. Mm-hmm. And then when the plane's like supposed to be taxiing and stuff, she gets up, runs to the door and starts screaming, let me out, let me out. And busts out. And you see she that. Busts she busts out of the door and then yeah. dies. <laughs> the movie's over. But you see that it was actually like one of those simulation things to try to help her get over her anxiety because. Have you ever heard of this, by the way? No. Because Have you? No, but it's like, it seems like a really, like, how much do you think that would have cost? Again, Charlie's a doctor. That'd be expensive. They have a whole fuselage uh, rigged up and then, you know, this whatever projection screen uh, in the window of stuff passing by and the hydraulic system, all this stuff. Would this, if you were afraid of flying, I know you're not, I don't like flying, but I know you're not afraid of flying, but if you were afraid of flying... Would this? Would you be freaked out in this situation? No, I wouldn't either, because you know you're not on the off the ground. You know you're in a freaking studio, right? But you know she's obviously has some serious fear. Oh yes. <laughs> but so she he wants her to go with him on this conference to Paris, mm-hmm. and she's the whole time telling him all these reasons why she can go. Not just that she's afraid. But because of the citizenship thing, right? Yeah. That she's not supposed to leave the country, which she's not, by the way. Yeah. And um, I I think that it's important, though, because I think that also feeds into his fear of marrying her. That she's not a citizen? 
No, that she's afraid to like break the rules and that she's afraid to fly. She has a lot oh, of fear, yeah. and he wants her she to does, be a more a fear, yeah. like adventurous person. I think. I guess. So, I don't know. So yeah, she she has saved up all this money again because she she is very much like a tight ass kind of person. Oh yeah. <laughs> really? So she probably doesn't really spend money on much. You know? Do you think Meg Ryan is like that in real life? Because in when Harry met Sally, she's also like that. Where she's, I mean, not not where she doesn't want to do things or she's afraid to do things, but she's like she's like us, like stuck up, like kind of like um, she's not a freewheeling, fun loving person. That's that's Billy Crystal's character. Do you so? Do you think she's like that in real life, or do you think that men that write rom coms are just not imaginative enough to write a a woman as anything other than like stuck up and prissy? I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, I, I don't know that there's any way to know. Really? Unless we get to meet her. Well, Miss Ryan, if you're uh, if you're out there, you have two first names. First of all, and second of all, why don't you come on the show and we'll talk about French Kiss again? Yeah, you can tell us whether or not you are a scaredy cat mm-hmm. or an adventurer. And if your ass is twitching, <laughs> you people make my ass twitch. I love that line. Anyway, it's funny. Yeah. It's the way she delivers. It's funny. Yeah. So it's not as funny as you think it is, but it's funny. It's funny. It's really funny. It'll be funny in like ten or fifteen years to you. Yeah. Anyway, jerk. <clears throat> Why are you looking at me? Because I'm waiting for you to continue the story. <laughs> um, he goes to Paris. Yeah, and oh, they, they they're hinting that she is lactose intolerant in the beginning of the movie too, because she can't eat cheese. No yeah. one can eat cheese. Like she's obviously very close with his family; they're all over all the time, mm-hmm. and they get pizza, and she can't eat cheese. So that she's like, "Oh, I'll just pick it off." That's like, what is the point of a fucking pizza without cheese? I wouldn't eat it. It's sauce on bread. It's gross. Anyway, you could put some meat on there, I guess. I guess. Just put some meat and sauce on a bread. Yeah, not pizza. No, I mean, I could. you could do something, though. You could do something with it. You could do something with pizza dough and meat and sauce and have it be, you know, decent without cheese. When I was a kid, I was allergic to tomatoes, and I would get pizza with no sauce. But to me, that yeah, is more pizza yes, agreed. than pizza without cheese. Absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. That that Because you would think they'd be of equal importance. But cheese makes pizza for some reason. It's like, because no matter what ingredient you get on it, it cheese is going to be on there. Right. Yeah, weird. So Charlie goes without her, and they're, they're like, obviously having scheduled phone calls because mm. she's, like, looking at the clock waiting and stuff. And he calls, and he's like, oh, I can't talk. I'm at this hip club and blah, blah, blah. I'm going to a club. Yeah, it doesn't sound good. Oh, yeah, I mean, more. <laughs> Then he calls the next day and tells her that he met somebody. Oh, yeah. And he's very lurid about it. He yeah. doesn't, he's not like, hey, you know, I'm sorry. I messed up. I met somebody. I fell in love. He's like, I met the perfect woman and she's everything that I've ever wanted a woman to be. She makes me feel better about myself and she sucks my dick so great. And the oh, sex my God. Is awesome. He does not say anything like that. <laughs> like, he says that he feels like he could pee. Even with a really big guy standing behind him. That's weird. I wonder if he has a small dick. Like, that would explain why it would make him anxious to pee in front of larger men. Well, I know. (laughs) 
I guess that's probably what it's implying. But I know that there are people that have a problem going to the bathroom in front of other people. Yeah. It's like some a form of straight stage fright or something like that. I don't remember what they call it, performance anxiety or something like that. I, I wouldn't want to pee in front of people either. I don't know how you guys do it. I don't care at all. It's so weird. Who cares? <laughs> Wait, he's like, it's like love, like in a... But in I've a, got a huge cock, so... <laughs> right. Um, he's like, yeah, it's like... Gee, love. everyone heard she said right. <laughs> it's like love, like in a novel, like mm-hmm. love. And I just feel so bad. Like, what a dick. Or in a movie. He says in love, a movie. Like, like in a book or in a movie. And then he, even though he's not on camera, he winks right at the camera. Which... He does not. I, I, I hate it when people in movies reference, like, it's like a movie. You're in a fucking movie. We know. So the next thing we know, she's on a plane to Paris. Yeah. Oh, fucking just absolutely losing her shit. I can't even imagine. And like, it's got to be worse. It's got to be worse under those circumstances. The I mean, she's more flight, motivated. But. Right. First flight she ever takes is the eight-hour plane ride across the Atlantic Ocean. Ugh. And um, this is where we meet Kevin Klein's uh, character, Luke Tissier. Luke. 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 <laughs> no, and, not Luke. Not, not Luke. I've got to, I've got to talk for a minute about Kevin Klein okay. because in this movie, yeah, I think he's very attractive. Okay, I have seen him in other movies, uh-huh. and I've never thought he was attractive. Is it the the facial hair? It's probably the facial it hair. Must be, or I mean, it's either the facial hair or the leather, or the long hair, yeah, or the attitude. The whole thing. It's do you it's like all French good. guys? <laughs> do you think Phoebe Cates uh, was uh, you know like? She, do you think she had sex with them more often? Uh, when what? He, what, you know, filming this movie. Who the hell is Phoebe Cates? Phoebe Cates is his wife. Oh, okay. I don't know. She was in Gremlins. Okay. She was the female lead of Gremlins. Oh, really? She was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Okay. Yeah, they're married. That's cool. I don't know. It was just weird because, like, when I hear Kevin Klein, I don't think sexy, but in this movie, he is. Well, Phoebe Cates thinks he's sexy. Right. So he ends up sitting with her, and he does her a solid because she looks like she is about to just have a heart attack. Kevin Klein and Phoebe Cates, if you're out there <laughs> and you want to call in and talk about the movie French Kiss, and Phoebe Cates, if you want to talk about... Uh, Gremlins or Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Well, what I was going to say is if you want to talk about if you found your husband more attractive. Yeah, how much sex you had while filming this movie. Sure. I, I want to know. <laughs> Alright, go ahead. <sighs> <laughs> anyway. I want Phoebe Cates to come on now so you can say that you've never found her husband attractive, <laughs> but in this film he is attractive. <laughs> so um he distracts her mm. by insulting her. He totally does this on purpose, right? Yeah, yeah. He, it's a kindness, even though it doesn't seem like it at first. Like Yeah, he's like he's getting her all angry and riled up mm-hmm. and, and and like saying she's a virgin and all shit. <laughs> or he's like, he's like, how old were you when you lost it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, making. He talks make, about how he was twelve. Oh, no, thirteen. Thirteen, then twelve. He says, "Oh, that's so gross." Ugh. Yeah. With a prostitute, mm-hmm. says that he paid more for kissing. Yeah, he kissed her like he, paid. he went back and kissed her the next day, yeah. and it was better than the sex. Like all day, kissed her like all day. No, like, for an hour. Oh, half just an, an hour. hour. Half an hour. All right. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if that's true. I f- 
think it might be though. What, what? do you think? That it would cost more to kiss a prostitute. He says it has always been, but I don't oh, know. Oh, I think there's some. I think, I think there are some some prostitutes that won't kiss at all, no matter how much you pay them. Like uh, Julia Roberts in right. uh, Pretty Woman. Do you think that's true, or do you think that just like that they just made that up? Well, it's now in two different movies, so there's got to be some validity somewhere. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't think prostitutes would want to kiss anybody anyway. Yeah, well, I mean, from what I hear, it's mostly just about sucking dick. It's mostly what it's about. But I imagine that's mostly, gotta... that's mostly what life's about, really. <laughs> but I mean, I've got to imagine there's got to be some guys who have like, you know, a fetish for kissing, or you know, whatever. I guess maybe. Oh, anyway, um, I think everyone likes kissing. Well, that's a pretty broad statement. You don't think everybody likes kissing? Why would why would why do human beings do it? Well, what if the person they are kissing isn't a very good kisser? Well, then yeah, I mean, what if the person who's sucking their dick isn't very good at sucking dick? I mean, like, you know, anything done bad. Yeah, that's like bad pizza, though. Uh, no, no. Yeah, see, <laughs> I have male anatomy, and you don't. So, yeah, it it's not like it's not like even the bad blowjobs are good. No, it the bad blowjobs are painful and horrible and not good. Um, trust me. But, uh, anyway, so... Who was sucking your dick? Who do I need to go beat up? <laughs> As I know, I didn't give you a bad blowjob. Did you know? No, you didn't. But you know, um... Uh, you know, uh, Carrie Swanson with the, uh... With the, uh, the... Like the craggly teeth. <gasps> that bitch. Yeah. I'm coming for you, Carrie. <laughs> Coming for you hard. <laughs> I changed the name slightly to protect the innocence. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anyway, but all I'm saying is, is that anything done poorly can be not enjoyable. Yeah, I guess. I think in, you know, in a vacuum, I think pretty much everybody enjoys kissing to some degree. Now, would some people have it as a fetish? I don't know. Maybe, I guess. I don't know. Would it really be considered a fetish, though? It's like a normal thing. Like, you wouldn't call vaginal intercourse a fetish. Because that's a normal biological thing to want to do. But, I mean, a fetish means that it's something that you cannot climax without. So, that's what I'm saying, is there could be somebody who would not be able to climax without kissing. Mm. And then, you know, you'd have to kiss. Maybe, yeah. I guess. Yeah, maybe. So. I find that hard to believe, but. I'm just saying. I mean, there's all kinds of fetishes out there. No, yeah, it's true. People, so, people like feet. So gross. Some people like I don't know knees. What are other fetishes? <laughs> Being whipped um, and there's shit. Furries. People, What's that? People get dressed up in uh, costumes and yeah. <laughs> yes. Really yeah. dressed up in what kind of costumes? Like animals. Wow. To have sex. Fucking the nineties, I guess. Nineteen ninety five. What a time to be alive. Yeah. For that to be happening. Yeah. You would think that that would be years in the future, but I guess not. I think I that. Guess that's right here. And all now. fetishes uh, occur in all times. Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> There's bondage. Yeah, being whipped and shit. Yeah. yeah. Pain, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Do you like pain? I do. Do you really? <laughs> you know that. Yeah, but... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not like a whip. No, a little bit of pain. Right. Hair pulling, spanking, yeah. those are good things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Choking. Any- <laughs> anyway, mm-hmm. um, back to Luke, Tessior, and uh, Kate. Oh, yeah, Kate. So they spend, you know, the whole flight drinking and talking, and yeah. it turns out that he has a plant hidden in his jacket mm-hmm. with a necklace wrapped up in it. It's Robert Plant. <laughs> and um, he hides it in her bag, unbeknownst to her, because he knows he's going to get stopped in customs and figures she won't. It's a vine, so, so you all know. Yeah. It's not like opium or something. So he says, hey, wait for me. We'll split a cab. Like, that seems <laughs> so dumb. Like, she could so easily have just taken off and you have no idea where she went. Yeah, that's true. Although he did ask her, actually, before that point. Yeah. Like, where still, she was staying. I guess, what was his plan if he didn't see her? I don't know. Was I mean, he, he just figured he'd get on the plane and there'd be somebody that he'd be able to dupe. And, like, he was sat next to her. Yeah. What if... There was no one next to her, next to him. What if the plane wasn't full? One. Right. What if two, like the sky marshal was on one side of him and then an FBI agent was on the other side or something? Yeah. I mean, there are a million ways this could have gone. Seems like a bad plan. He doesn't seem super bright. No, (laughs) not really. Yeah. So she's staying at the George Sank. Yeah. George the fifth hotel. (laughs) Super swanky. Yeah. Although she's not staying there. No, Charlie is. Yeah, Charlie Parker's staying there. She's stalking there. Right. So he runs into a friend of his, and this is that guy. What's his name again? The cop. Oh, Jean Reno? Yeah. Yeah. He runs into Jean Reno, the Mm -hmm. cop friend, and... um, He saved my life one time. Yeah, he he makes him, like, go with him because he's like, oh, let's get a drink, blah, blah, blah. He's not a criminal, even though he is a criminal. But I tell him he's not a criminal because he saved my life one time in Guatemala or wherever, I don't know. Yeah, he stopped He stopped from getting his throat slit. Did they ever explain that? Like, what the circumstances of that no. was? No. Okay. No, that was it. Just that he stopped him from getting his throat slit. We were in the war together. So, yeah. Um, and the French, the last French war. So, Kate. World War Two. Is that the Georges Sank? <laughs> In, in the lobby, they they won't let her go. They won't call the room. They won't mm-hmm. help her get to Charlie. It is our custom to protect our guests. And if we must protect them from their fiancés, <laughs> then so be it. Yeah, it's a really funny scene. Let you eat cake. <laughs> and um, she's in the, in the lobby, and they have this, like, glass elevator, and mm-hmm. she sees him coming down with uh, Juliet the girl he's cheating on her with. Yeah, beautiful red dress. She's a very, very pretty girl. Oh, yeah. Like, when you see her and then you see Kate, it's kind of like... No offense, Meg Meg Ryan. (laughs) No, I mean, like, Meg Ryan's a pretty girl, but the way they're dressed and the way their characters Mm -hmm. are, you know, you can can see. Well, he clearly wants to be some European douchebag because his hair's all slicked back now and shit. He looks ridiculous. He's got a white suit on. (laughs) He just looks like Euro trash. Yes, it's terrible. It's like Timothy Hutton's always wanted to be this. Oh, Charlie, sorry. Timothy Hutton's a very nice guy. She passes out. Hmm? And um, meanwhile... This guy was propositioning her oh, yeah, in the weirdest way. Yes. And it turns out he's just a criminal. He's just looking to steal her bag. Yeah. So when he she passes out, not 
I'm not sure what his plan was before that. <laughs> well, I mean, I think he might have really been trying to have sex with her and then rob her. I guess. I don't know. But he uh, he ends up stealing her bag. He walks out, and uh, Kevin Klein sees her. Luke sees her, or sees him, and says, hey, what's up, dude? Thought you only robbed this place. And he's like, oh, no, you know, I got this suit now, so I can go anywhere. <laughs> and um, so then he talks to her after she comes to, and she's like, oh, my bag's gone. This dude that was there must have taken it. And he's like, oh, fuck. So they track him down and yeah. uh, threaten to murder him, basically. And in the, like, I don't know, five-minute difference between when he left and when they find him, mm-hmm. um, he managed to sell all her shit. Yeah. The, he he works very fast. It's insane. And then gave her clothes to... Monique. Monique. <laughs> yeah, so she has nothing. She has no money, no passport. She has no clothes. She has nothing. Right. She's penniless. Even though that never comes up as a problem in this in the rest of this movie. But she has no money <laughs> Well, no, she does have money because he gives Luke the money he got for selling her stuff. Yeah, she's got some francs. And then Luke throw, Luke tries to give them to her and she throws them in his face, but she goes and picks them up. Mm-hmm. So she's not completely broke. He gets his plant back. He points out, so he says to her, he's like, hey, this is an American vine and I'm going to mix it with some local vines and I'm going to make something new. Right. A new kind of wine. So that that's you know his big plan. So after like after they end up fighting, why did they fight? I don't remember why they fight. I don't know because he's an asshole and doesn't care about her shit. And she's all um, stressed out. Yeah. Right. So he discovers the necklace is gone. The necklace that was supposed to be wrapped up with the roots mm-hmm. is gone. And the guy Bob <laughs> says uh, <laughs> says it must be still be in the the purse. One thing I appreciate about this movie is that they use subtitles. So it's not one of those things where it's like uh, Bob and Luke just talk in English for no reason right. in France so that we can understand them. They actually speak French to each other. They can both speak English and they speak English to her because she's an American so that may, or you know a Canadian or whatever. Yeah. She's an English speaker. So that makes that makes sense. But to each other, they speak their native language French. like I like that detail instead of, being lazy about it and whatever. They speak French to each other. Yeah. Yeah, they go back and forth throughout the movie between the two. That is mm-hmm. nice. So now he's got to try to find her to see if it's in her bag. Mm-hmm. And she wanders the streets and ends up going and sleeping in front of the American embassy. What would you do in that situation? I'd probably go to the embassy, the embassy like yeah. she does. I mean, that's really all you can do. If you've been robbed in a foreign country and all your identification's gone, there's that's the only way to get new identification. Yeah, that's that would be so frightening. So she goes, and the person at the American embassy is a complete asshole. Right. And says that they need a copy of her Canadian visa or something mm-hmm. before they... She's can- like, oh, you tr- you don't want to be American anymore. You want to be Canadian, you piece of shit. So you want me to help you? Uh, yeah, hmm, go fuck yourself. Right. Yeah. So then the Canadian people are super nice. I think that's making a statement about America. <laughs> right. Well, I think it's making a statement about Canada, but... Because mm. it's the cliche that all Canadians are nice and stuff. Oh, and the cliche that Americans are assholes. But- yeah, I guess, yeah. Yeah. Is that really a cliche, though, or is it more just like a thing? Like a fact? <laughs> right. So at the Canadian embassy, it turns out that she, and she mentioned this before to Charlie, mm-hmm. and it comes back to bite her here. In college, she smoked pot one time. Yep. She took one hit off of a joint mm-hmm. 
and the police were called by somebody's little brother, and she has a felony charge. I don't understand how you get a felony for smoke. It's not like she was selling it, right? She they they when they the cops got here, they're like, "Hey, take all of our drugs and hold them." So she was like, "Felony quantity of uh, narcotics or something like that." But a felony narcotics charge for taking one hit of pot, and she's not still in jail. For I like, I don't understand. Yeah. I don't understand any of how this works. Yeah, it seems wrong. I think this was a mistake the movie made, perhaps. Yeah, but. they should have made it like she murdered someone accidentally in a car. <laughs> But yeah, because of that, she, my they, brother told me to run a stop sign one time or go through a yellow light, and I did, and I hit an old lady in a wheelchair, and she died. Yeah, let's make this movie super dark. <laughs> I don't know. There could have been other ways to get felonies, though. Yeah, for she sure. She could have peed in public. Hmm. Yeah, decent exposure. She could have peed in public, like you know, she she really had to go badly or something like that, and there was no bathroom around. And she was like, no, I don't do that. I, I can't do it. It's, it's against my stick-in-the-ass nature. And uh, someone's like, come on, just live once in your life. And she did and got in trouble. Yeah. But anyways, they tell her that her application for you know Canadian residency is denied. Denied! So now she has no country. She's just wandering around France. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, I guess she's... Technically, a- she's still an American. Yeah, but they won't help her, so... Yeah. I mean, maybe she could try to go back. I really don't know what she's going to do. Mm-hmm. Well, we do know yeah. what she's going to do, because we've seen the movie, but... So, she continues to stalk Charlie, as Luke is stalking her. She finds out that he's going to con mm-hmm. with uh, this Juliet person to meet her parents. Because they're, getting, they're getting, getting engaged. Yeah, they're Ugh. engaged and they're getting married. It's insane. So, she gets on a train, and uh, what's his name? Luke... Follows her. There's this really cheesy. This is the one part of the movie that I don't like. Is this like chase scene Mm -hmm. at the train station because the thief who had stolen her bags Mm. gets stopped by the police at that hotel and they're questioning him and they want to know who the big fish are. Right. And so he's like, oh, one just walked in now when Luke walks in looking for her and he's like, oh, he has a necklace because he knows about this necklace. So they take off after him. But he doesn't know that conversation occurred. Right. And he doesn't have the necklace. Nope. All he has on him is the vine. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really cheesy. It's like it's like you could imagine this being a cartoon. Yeah. Like, it's like it's like Scooby Doo. Yeah. Where they're walk, running indoors and stuff like that. Yeah, and I mean like he he's like hiding under stuff in, mm-hmm. in a in a cart. I mean it's it's really dumb. And uh, but he does get away from his friend who's chasing him for no reason, right? And uh, gets on the train with her. So and then he's he's sitting there and he's trying to figure out a way to get the bag and everything so he can check the bag. And at one point she's asleep, and he's like he's she's using the bag bag as a pillow, and he's trying to like put his arm around her and get the go into the bag and everything. And then she like leans over and kisses him mm-hmm. and calls him Charlie, like kisses him. Very passionately. You pointed out that she would know. Yeah, for sure. Charlie doesn't have that facial hair, for one. Yeah, this big, thick mustache. But two, don't, isn't it a little isn't it a little creepy that he, like, lets her, or lets, yeah, lets her kiss him while I, she's asleep? I mean, it's one kiss, and he didn't initiate it. It's not like he's, Ugh. like, fondling her or something. 
No, but what if she's like started? What if she uh, like grabbed his arm and like or grabbed his hand and put it on her chest or something? Well, is that she fine? didn't. But if so. but if she did, is that okay? I mean, he should stop it. <laughs> but I mean, it wasn't like a super long kiss. It was a passionate. I kiss. It was a very passionate kiss. But it wasn't super long. So I, I think that he was shocked, and I think that he would have stopped it as soon as he got over the shock of it. I think she had the female equivalent of a wet dream, too, by the way. Because <laughs> the next morning, she sees her yeah. in the dining car, and she's like, oh, I just had the best. Do you ever wake up? And it's just like, oh, you feel so good? Yeah, she she definitely seems like she got laid. <laughs> right. It's weird. But, I mean, I think it's supposed to be, like, this kiss that made her feel that way. Well, it's, it's the French kiss. You know, I mean, right. that's the name of the movie. And they talk about, because uh, he talks about kissing the prostitute. Right. They they talk a few different times in the movie about how a kiss is more, you know, a kiss is romance, a kiss is, mm-hmm. you know, many different things more than sex, you know, yeah. like the meeting of souls and all this shit. So, yeah, so all she... bullshit that doesn't mean anything. She's so happy. And I feel bad for him through this whole movie, by the way, because he's always trying to have a cigarette. Yeah. And almost never gets to. This is the, the only time I think we see him light a cigarette. Mm-hmm. And I expect her to tell him to put it away. Didn't she actually tell him to put it away? I don't know. She's like, it's a non-smoking mm-hmm. car or something. I don't know. That's when, at the very beginning. Yeah. So he finally is having a cigarette. And she's eating all this cheese. This Yeah. She's like eating all this bread oh, and cheese. Oh, so good. It's so good. Oh, my gosh. This cheese. Like, what the fuck was she thinking? I don't know. Oh, idiot. And then she's like, finally, she's like, oh, lactose intolerance. I ate that cow. Right. She's like, oh, the mucus is lining my intestines. How do you know that? Right. And then she's like, spasm. Like, it seems like she's saying she's like shitting her pants. Well, I would assume that that's what's going to happen. Like, I mean, the next scene, it cuts the next scene. She's coming out of the bathroom looking wrecked. But I mean, if you're lactose intolerant, yeah, that's what it's going to do to you. It's going to give you horrible gas, horrible pains, and and horrible like diarrhea and vomiting. I think so. Yeah, like at least I, diarrhea, maybe vomiting. I don't know. Maybe both. I don't. I don't. I'm not lactose intolerant. I don't know exactly yeah. how it works, but I know it does a lot of bad things to your gastrointestinal, uh, you know, tract. But I mean, like she's wearing the same clothes, so I don't think she had any kind of accident. I don't think I don't think it's supposed to imply she had any kind of accident. No. But the way she's carrying on, it just seems like it. It's like I think it was a little over the top. Yeah, probably a little. So it turns out that where they have gotten off this train is where he grew up. Mm -hmm. So it's a small town. While she's in the bathroom, there's a, a guy there. Like, trying to figure out how he knows him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he finally... Oh, are you this guy? No. Yeah. You don't know me, you old man. So, just as they're leaving, he's like, Luke, this year, and he gets on the phone. So, now, you know, he's calling his family. He hasn't seen his family in seven years. Mm-hmm. And he apparently... Um, Slept with his brother's yeah. wife. Yeah. His sister-in-law. So, yeah, that's why he thinks oh, they hate him and all this stuff. But And his brother does actually show up and punch him. They get into a fight. Yeah. yeah. Um, wait, he wins, though. Yeah. And he steals his wallet. Um, yes. <laughs> his poor brother. Yeah. But when he runs into his parents, they're happy to see him. The rest of his family is happy to see him. And um, she gets this, like, idea of who he is and what he's like because of seeing his family and where he grew up. And you can tell that she's, you know, starting to become enamored of him. Um, you know, there's a lot of, like, 
little romantic things that happen there. It's a beautiful place. I want to go there. And you're saying you don't think France is that great? I think it would be awesome. Eh, I'd rather go to Athens. I'd rather go to, like, or anywhere in Greece. I'd rather go to Italy. Uh, I'd rather even go probably to England and, and some places like that, Germany. I mean, if we went on a European vacation, obviously we'd probably stop in France because mm-hmm. it's right there. Um, but there are there are other places I'd rather go. France and Spain, I've never I've never had a strong desire to go to either one. I I'm more I like more Italy, Greece, and then some of the northern like uh, like Germany and stuff. See, I'm interested in Ireland too, but Ireland would be interesting. Ireland's mostly countryside, though. That I mean, that's you're not going to find. There's history there, obviously, but you're not going to find like big touristy places in in Ireland. You go to Dublin and you can you know tour the Guinness factory. Yeah, but that's the thing is like you know when you compare uh, the Louvre and the Eiffel Tower uh, and you know the Colosseum and the Parthenon and the Acropolis and, and all this stuff. With the Guinness factory. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Dublin is probably the biggest city. Yeah. And maybe the most touristy city. But, you know, they're, what you're going to see mostly in Ireland, as far as history goes, is countryside stuff, castle type stuff, yeah. things like that. So, things where you're going to have to go out of the city yeah. to see the history. Which is fine. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with going to Ireland. I'm just saying it's not as going to be as touristy. As some of the other areas. So Luke is coaching um, Kate about how to try to get Charlie back. Correct. And they go to where she is meeting her parents, where they're having lunch with with her parents. Mm -hmm. And Kate knocks over a dessert tray and just gets covered in dessert. Yeah. (laughs) That's how he sees her. Um, They end up, you know, sharing a hotel room. And um, there's like this moment where like, you know, he has to sleep on the couch. You think maybe they're going to share a bed, but they don't. You know, those stupid moments in movies. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, I'm wondering why she's even bothering with Charlie because it's so obvious that they like each other. Right. And she does, like, they go to the beach and she talks to Charlie and she's acting. Like, it's totally an act. Like, she's acting like she's all tough and over him and confident. And um, they're going to meet now to talk about dividing things. Mm-hmm. And Luke says, while they're doing that, that he's going to do Juliet right. <laughs> to keep her distracted for her. Mm-hmm. Um, he lets Kate buy a dress on the credit card that belongs to his brother. Yeah, that he stole. Her. That he, <laughs> he got them a room with. And um, he ends up at the bar with Juliet and going back to the hotel room with Juliet. But they don't have sex because it's he... A run- yeah. No, what? I was just going to say it's a running joke this whole movie that he can't uh, oh, yeah. that he can't get it up. Right. And he still can apparently. <laughs> well, no, he calls her Kate. Oh, that's right. That's he why does. it stops. Oh, that's right. No, he was feeling after um he got the vine back, I think. Yeah, maybe I, I don't, don't know. know. At some point he says it's not a problem anymore. Mm-hmm. Um and Kate goes back to the hotel room with uh Charlie. But then it occurs to her like she's still going to be the same person that he didn't want to be with. Mm -hmm. And he's saying how, you know, she's like changed and she's different. And she's like, yeah, I am, but you're not the one that, you know, helped me change. You're not the one that turned on this bright light inside of me that, you know, makes me so irresistible to you. So, you know, she realizes that she wants Luke. 
But she doesn't tell him. And he doesn't tell her. And it's the most frustrating thing. Right, well, that's what they would, Alfred Hitchcock, right? That's what he said suspense was. Yeah. So in the morning. Um, he, said suspe- he said suspense was Meg Ryan and Kevin Klein not to talk about What did about he say suspense felt. was? No. Uh, you know, if, if, uh, if like a, a bomb explodes in a movie, it's terror, right? Um, but if you see the bomb, like if two people are in a cafe uh, talking and you see the bomb under the table, like ticking down, that's suspense. Okay. When you know something, like you know danger is coming that the characters don't know. Right. Basically, that's suspense. So, Kate's character and Luke's police friend. Jean Reno. Have talked. And she has basically set up with him to have Cartier write a check to Luke for her entire life savings. Yeah, she's transferring it to Cartier. And she's going to go in and pretend to sell the necklace to Cartier for the money. Right. Because she wants him to be able to buy a vineyard, that, which he's told her he wants to do. Because he lost his half of the family vineyard to her brother. To his, to brother. his brother. in a card game. Yeah. Insane. A moron. So, you know, all this goes down. They, they part ways. Like, what was she going to do? Yeah, she had no money at this point. And then, you know, I'm sorry, I've got another issue with the movie. I do like the movie, but I have an issue. Okay. When it all wraps up. Right. She is on a plane heading back to America. Mm-hmm. And he comes and stops her. Right. How the fuck did she get on a plane heading to America? I guess she went back to the customs and got ID and stuff like that. I guess. Or, you know, the embassy. I guess she went back there. With no money because she gave him literally all of her money. Apparently, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. How did she afford the plane ticket? Right. Yeah, I don't know. The whole thing is just weird. So, but but she ends up staying in France yeah. and apparently just living as an alien in France. <laughs> yeah, it shows them on the vineyard and kissing and happy. So. Yeah, they get together and everything. Yeah, I mean it's it's a really cute movie and it's beautiful. It's a good movie, but I don't love it. But it's it's fine. No. No, I don't love the movie, but it, it's a good movie. The strength of the movie is it's it's an interesting story, which when you make a romantic comedy, it's got to be an interesting story or the movie just is a cliche, basically. And I, the acting is very good. Kevin Klein and Meg Ryan are excellent in the movie. Yes. Um, and they and have really good chemistry. That's the strength of the movie. Yep. But, the, but you know, there's not it's not. It's not outstanding or anything. It's not innovative or anything. I guess. I mean, I, I guess it's just I just really like romantic comedies. It's not so. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, for sure. Pulp Fiction's a better movie. But it's good. It's a good movie. It's very cute. It's worth checking. It's worth your time. Take your girl. Go to a matinee show so you don't spend quite as much. <laughs> it's worth. It's worth your time. For sure. But uh, we will end this week as we end every week with our blockbuster pick of the week. Uh, this week we talked about Leon the Professional. Leon the Professional is coming out. Oh, hey, look at that! Uh, this week, <laughs> also, uh, it, I haven't seen this movie, so this is this will be one of the first times that we're doing a movie uh, as a pick that I haven't seen. So I can't say that it's you know. I, if you haven't seen Leon the Professional, go see Leon the Professional. But uh, nobody's fool, Paul Newman. It seems interesting to me. Okay. I um, I have heard of the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heard good things about the movie. 
but I haven't actually seen the movie. I like Paul Newman a lot. Uh, Jessica Tandy's in it. Bruce Willis, Melanie Griffith. Uh, he plays some kind of con artist, uh, a la The Sting, I guess, uh, who's retired at this point and everything. And it's like it's a comedy drama film. Uh, so I- I've heard good things about it. Like I said, if uh, if you want to check it out, I think it's worth checking out. I'm probably going to check it out and see uh, how what it is. How is it like? Well, I guess I owe you one, so I'll watch it with you. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> Uh, but Carol, why don't you uh, why don't you tell the people all the things they need to know? So, thank you for listening. Continue to do so. Tell your friends. Uh, give us the stickers on our locker to let us know you love us. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, send us notes. You can slide them in the locker. You can email us at latefee1994 at aol.com. Yep, sounds good. All right, we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.